I got them. Hey. I've been on. Uh. I've been on the spiritual cleanse lately. Can't tell the masses, cause the masses think you crazy. They shady, don't come around me trying to play me. Cause I am nothing sweet, don't compare me to Sadie. The difference when you elevate your thinking. You knew better, you do better, this ship is never sinking. I'm always on the rise, the first step is believing. Then I execute the plan with the power of my breathing. Please bring the mindset from all of your achievements. God gave me power, that's like even more the reason. Plenty late nights, early mornings in this season. I be stressed by noon, so I meditate in the evening. Oh God, yeah. my God, where do I find the minds that's like mine? You say you hope I succeed, that's likewise. Well, I hope you do recover from whatever you've been going through. Yeah. Yeah. My God, where do I find the minds that's like mine? You say you hope I succeed, that's likewise. Well, I hope you do recover from whatever you've been going through. Been going through. What you going through? Minds Like Minds podcast here, episode six. Um, we're going to start a series that um, I'm labeling the Consciousness Series, um, which I, I feel like started last week with the with the oneness episode where we really we really kind of I, I kind of gave you some bullet points on uh, how to get on a journey to oneness. Um, we didn't go extremely in depth and, and that may be a, a part of a, a later part of the series, but um, I, I'm labeling it the consciousness series. Um, Cause we're going to talk consciousness. You know, one of the great things about this podcast is that there really is no format. You know, it's just something I thought of after doing the episode and getting the feedback I got that said, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to do a series on this. You know, let's let's talk about conscious living. Let's talk about consciousness, which which is going to touch upon a lot of the things I talked about in the last episode. But, um, you know, first and foremost, I'm the host, R.L. Malpica. Um, really excited about what this show has been doing. I appreciate all of you guys out there um, seeing some of the reviews that have come up on iTunes. Um, and I actually, I heard they got rid of iTunes now. So if it's not iTunes, Apple podcast, whatever, whatever format you're listening to, I know uh, Apple podcast does have a review system. So if you do enjoy the show, be sure to continue to give it a good rating and um, add your feedback at add, add a, add a review for us. That just allows us to get more exposure, uh, which will allow us to do a lot more. Um, I'm rolling solo today. Uh, Deshaun, the definition was unable to make the podcast tonight, which is which is cool because as we as we venture into this consciousness series, um, I kind of want you guys all to get a perspective from both of us. And today you'll get a real deep perspective from from yours truly myself. And I don't know how long this consciousness series is going to be. I don't know how many podcasts it's going to be. It might be just for this one it it might venture off into some more but we started it last week with oneness and if you did miss last week's episode um definitely check it out um because we talked about some really important things that i think um you know as far as getting on that journey to oneness but um look the podcast itself brought to you by dead by design films for all your video and film service needs make sure you go to www.deadbydesignfilms.com we're running a promo right now to the end of the year for anybody who needs any type of youth sports filming or video production 
uh, make sure you hit us up and uh, you'll get 25% off. So we got three basic packages that, and, and if your project does not fit within those three packages, we could definitely conjure up something that will work with you. But, um, look, man, let's, um, let's, let's get into this consciousness thing. Uh, I, as I've talked about before, specifically in, in the first episode of how I feel like the world itself and specifically American society is gravitating to more of a conscious lifestyle. They're, they're asking more questions or they're more in tune with thing, more things than, than have been told to them their entire life. And, you know, a lot of people ask, what is consciousness? I mean, how do you define and, and, you know, you could look up the Webster's Dictionary and Dictionary.com and they'll give you a basic definition of what I guess has been labeled as consciousness. Um, but I think consciousness hasn't even been fully defined yet because I think we're still fig- we're still finding out about it. Um, you know, for any of you guys who are into quantum physics um, or reading any type of quantum physics type books, they dive deep into consciousness, um, you know, from a scientific standpoint and what they're learning from it. But they're not even to the point where they can, you know, solidify anything. You know, everything is theory. And, and, and you know, I'm not going to make this a science class or anything like that. But anyone who's familiar with science knows that, you know, look, you know, it's all about what you can prove beyond a reasonable doubt, you know, in order to consider it something in the science world. Um, You know, if you throw something out there, you got to be able to have some validation behind it. And a lot of these uh, quantum physicists are putting a lot of effort and, 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 and um, basically piling up a lot of facts um, to support their theory. So um, there, there's a bunch of books and man, I can't, I can't get, uh, trying to think of the one I read most recently, but I, what I, a self, uh, self cosmos, I think it is. Anyway, I'll, I'll put something on the website, um, that, uh, a couple of the books that I've read that really dive deep into it from a scientific perspective for sure. Um, oh, which reminds me with the, with the success of the podcast so far, five episodes in, we have, uh, created our own Facebook page for Minds Like Minds podcast. So make sure you like that page. Uh, the group is also attached to it that I've been talking about in each episode if you want to be a part of the show. Um, so make sure, yeah, check that out. Minds Like Minds podcast Facebook page. Go there, like it, support it. And, uh, you know, you'll get a lot of, uh, you'll, all the episodes will be posted on there. If we, if we do any type of exclusive stuff, bonus episodes, stuff like that, it'll all be on there as well as in the group. And if you want to participate uh, in the discussions, in the group, in the polls, um, definitely, and, and even be able to see any of the Facebook lives that we do with the, with the podcast, make sure you like the page and get in the group for sure. But um, back to consciousness. To me, like how I define consciousness as just your everyday Joe. I'm not a scientist. I don't have a physics degree or anything like that. And I'm on this journey. I'm on this oneness journey. Um, to me, consciousness is basically conscious living, I should say, is freeing yourself from all conditioning. Because the moment you're born, the, mo- the moment you come out of the womb, you know, you're automatically conditioned. You're look when you're a baby, when you're a child, when you're growing up, you know, your parents are your world. That's all, you know. So whatever they say is gospel. And some of us grow up in, you know, certain, uh, 
somewhat of a religious bubble, um, a political bubble, a environmental bubble. And as we grow as humans, as creatures, as conscious beings, we basically end up being a, 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 a byproduct of our conditioning and our environment. So to me, conscious living, once you're able to kind of separate yourself from that and, and kind of rid the conditioning that you've been given, you know, you start to see things in a different light to where you get to make your own choices and to where you can consciously make choices that affect your life on a day-to-day basis. And to me, that's what conscious living is. Um, It's ridding yourself from all conditioning that has happened literally 24-7 for the better part of your life. And look, everyone, everyone has a different upbringing. Everyone is raised differently in, in different places with different, you know, um, household situations. You know, once you're able to pull yourself out of that bubble and kind of look at life through your own lens. Externally and internally. That's when you start to make conscious decisions and that's when you start conscious living, in my opinion. Uh, so to me. Like, that's how I define consciousness. Um, When I think of consciousness, you know, and and I think when the majority of people think of consciousness, you know, they think of, well, you know, is he conscious or is he unconscious? That's that's kind of our only identity um, identifying aspects with the word consciousness. Right. Uh, You know, someone's in a coma. They're unconscious. Someone gets knocked out. They're unconscious. They're awake. They're aware. They're conscious. That's, you know, if you looked if you looked it up on Google right now, that's basically what it would tell you. But see, consciousness has existed forever. Like your consciousness has existed forever. And that's what separates it from, let's say, your mind or let's say your brain, because we're kind of brought up and taught that our brain is the center of everything. It's what controls everything. It's what controls your mind. But that, that's not that's not the case. I mean, it's a separate it's a it's a separate entity. I mean, the brain is basically the physical entity. It's like a computer. It can download and upload information. It's the center of your nervous system. It receives input from the senses and, and it acts in real time. It receives all that information and then it outputs at the same time. That's what your brain is. Your brain is a computer. But just like any computer, somebody has to program that computer. Someone has to feed it. Some, and I say someone, something has to feed it. Something has to program it. And that's where your consciousness comes into play. Because I'm the belief that, and this is getting deep, you know, I'm, I'm of the belief that we have existed forever. Our consciousness has existed forever. And our consciousness ultimately is one. We are all one. We are all connected to one con- to one main consciousness. Um, <laughs> I um, recently, like, I, I'm a big believer in just the 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 universe constantly outputting things that 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 kind of backs up that that um, that opinion. Um, this podcast, for instance, you know, as I as I bring out these topics, these different topics that some people didn't even realize that 
that were really a part of my life. You know, that's that's what's kind of cool about this is that I can get on here and talk about things that sometimes don't come up in your normal conversation when you when you're talking to somebody for 10 minutes at the water cooler or, you know, you're out having drinks or something like that. And you're talking sports or whatever, you know, kind of the I don't want to say shallow conversation, but pretty much your your basic average conversation. Um, and it's crazy how many people have reached out to me, uh, people that I know, some that I don't know, um, about the, the topics and, and, and kind of their thought process. And one individual reached out to me who's been going, been having a really rough time, um, has, has some mental health issues and, you know, just thanked me for, 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 for doing this and, and how much it's touched them and, and, and can't wait to hear what we do going forward. And that to me, you know, it, it just goes to show like why I ultimately started this podcast. You know, um, there was something pushing, there was something guiding me here, you know, and, and whatever comes about, you know, with this is what it is. You know, it's not about the result. It's about the journey. And, and and as anyone who's read Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now, it's all about the now. It's all about right now. And it's all about what the moment presents to you as opposed to what ultimately it can be or what you're striving for it to be. It's all about the now and enjoying that moment. And and through this consciousness series, that's what I want it to be about. Um, nothing too, you know, nothing too structured, um, just really talking about life and, and the way we view it, um, kind of getting a little bit deeper onto the, the whole conscious living thing. When, when we think of conscious living, let me give you some examples of conditioning of, uh, of what I'm talking about. Just, just in your day to day, and I'm not just talking religion and politics and environment and society, um, <clears throat> I found this website that, that really broke it down really well. Um, actually it's a blog, <coughs> excuse me, but think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read some of these statements and see how much they apply to you. And, and that can let you know right now, you know, have you been able to step outside and, and actually live consciously or are you still conditioned in a way? And, and I thought some of these were interesting. Like, uh, one of them says, I lived in darkness for a good portion of my life, believing that everything my family and society told me was true. How many of us are guilty of that? I mean, personally, I, from a religious standpoint, you know, you, you're kind of told one thing based on where you're brought up or who you're brought up by. I mean, if you're brought up in America, you know, child of the eighties or nineties, you know, and it's, it's changing a little bit now, but you know, or prior, you know, 90, I say nineties prior, there's a pretty good chance that you're, you're, you're Christian and not that there's anything wrong with that, but that just kind of shows you the bubble that you live in. But if you're born in China, you know, it's probably going to be different. You're going to be, you might be Buddhist. You might, um, uh, study Confucianism. Um, there's, there's Taoism. Uh, if you're born in India, you might be a Hindu. Or you might be um, a, 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 a Sikh, right? Or if you're born in the Middle East, you know, you might be Muslim. You might be Jewish. You know, so it just goes to show you that we're all kind of in this bubble. 
and we're kind of told things and we're, we kind of think, you know, we're kind of brought up in that world to to the point where it just is what it is. Like, there's really not even a question. It just is what it is. Um, next one, I chose a career, <clears throat> excuse me, based on what pays. I mean, we live in America. A capitalist society where corporations run the entire country. You're kind of brought up to think about what first? Money. How can I make money? And it doesn't matter where you, how you're brought up because it goes both ways. If you're brought up in a wealthy family, all you know is money. Now you might have a wise parent or, or individual that has a major influence on you that may help you think consciously and make you may help you think different. But the majority of wealthy individuals that grow up in a wealthy um, environment are going to look for a career that pays because that's all they know. Whether it's the family business or, you know, if 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 dad's in 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 the financial sector, the the child's going to be brought up to be in the financial sector. And it goes the other way. If you're brought up with nothing, if you if you if you're lower class, if you're brought up in poverty, you struggle brought up in the ghetto, the hood. All you can think about is making money because you want to get out. So then your main focus in life is an external factor, which is money to get you out of that situation. And that is not conscious living. But we've all been there, all of us. Uh, Another I chose a relationship based partly on culture and traditions, man. We see this all the time, specifically um, with different cultures. Um, I know the Asian culture is big upon staying within itself. The Jewish culture is big upon staying within themselves. And not and, and by no means am I saying there's anything wrong with that. But it's a conditioning. Because at the end of the day, we're all humans. It don't matter where you're from, what your culture is. We're all humans. We all have a we all have a connection to each other. As be as beings. So the other stuff, the ancillary stuff shouldn't matter. I bought a house based on society telling me to do so. Now, this one's. This one's interesting um, for someone who's been in the mortgage industry for a a good amount of time, Um, because that's kind of what the American dream used to be. Right. You you grow up, you go to school, you get an education, you get a good job, you buy a house, you invest in that house for so long. Then you have something, you pass it on from generation to generation. If you have equity in it, you could sell it, make your money. It's one of the best investments in America and then so on and so on. Now that has changed throughout um, throughout the generations because... Society has changed, but that was part of the original American dream. You know, you, you, but you, yeah, you get your education 
And, and that's kind of like the streamlined path of life. You know, you go to school, you work, you buy a home, you have a family, you continue to work, then you retire, then you take the money that you've been either investing or giving to the government for all those years to retire, and then you pass it on to your children. And then the cycle continues. That's kind of been the American dream. But it doesn't have to be that way. That's another form of conditioning. That's the plan, the quote unquote plan that maybe America had or maybe they <laughs> I, maybe they wanted you to think they had as a plan. But it doesn't have to be that way. It's another form of conditioning. Because what if you never get married? What if you stay single? What if you want to live in a metropolitan area? You don't have to buy a house. You could, you know live in an apartment your entire life. You can take a different path. You can start your own business. You don't have to go to college. You don't have to go to university. You don't have to get higher education to be successful. Like these are, those are more forms of conditioning for you. (coughs) But those are just a few things. Um, I'll read this last one. Consciousness. I'm sorry. Instead of doing whatever It is that society told you was right or going with the crowd. I'm sorry. um, Doing whatever society is telling with telling you to do. Basically following trends is is another thing, especially for the younger, um, younger demographic, you know, uh, following what you see on social media, what you see in commercials, what you see on TV, whether it be fashion trends or or music trends or just lifestyle trends. Anything upon that is not conscious living if you're following someone, if you're not thinking for yourself. Um, and that's where I'm going to bridge into what conscious thinking is. You know, um, I mean, think about how many how often do you actually stand up for something actually To where you're not scared to speak your opinion. Like me right now speaking my opinion on this podcast. Um, Ultimately conscious living is doing what makes you happy. You know if if, if mom and dad wanted you to get into law. You know go go to law school and get into law. But you wanted to paint. Or you wanted to write a book. Or maybe you wanted to own your own beauty salon. Or maybe you had other aspirations that never even crossed their path. But since you've been conditioned your entire life to do one thing, you've never really had the gumption or the guts to stand up to them and do it. Then you're not conscious living. And it's one of the hardest things to do because, you know, you look up to your parents, you look up to the people that that have brought you up in this world and to to kind of go against the grain is sometimes difficult to do. I mean, look, I got a 20-year-old daughter and obviously as a father, you have ideas of what you think your daughter can be, your daughter can do in this world and you want to guide them and you want to help them as much as you can. But ultimately, they're their own person and they have their own ideas on what they want to do and and how they want to express themselves and how they want to exist in this world, in this physical world. And ultimately, the best thing you can do as a parent is to give them as much support 
and guidance and, and, and teach them your values, the things that you think are important to you and let them take that information. Let that just like I, I was talking about with the brain, let them absorb that, download that information and do with it what they may, what they feel. And that's conscious living. Conscious living is, you know, accepting yourself for who you are. That's your consciousness. It's not your experiences. It's not what it's not your habitat. It's not your environment. That's not who you are. You're deeper than that. That's your your consciousness is deeper than that. Deeper than that. Ultimately, you know, your consciousness has existed forever. So the fact that you grew up in a low income household uh, with a single parent struggling to make it might affect your, your, how should I say this? (laughs) Might affect the way you respond to things, might affect the ideas you have, the memories you have, but it doesn't affect who you are because those are all external factors, which we talked about last week on the Oneness podcast. Those are all external factors. You yourself is beneath all of that. And it's one of the hardest things to actually be able to look internally and and realize that because too much, too many times we are products of our environment and our realities. <clears throat> you know, you have to, you have to realize that first, like you have to be able to separate yourself from that. Like, because ultimately like the things that we, the perceptions that people have of us are usually for the majority of us, you know, we're just reflections of our reality. And we're just reflections of our of our environment and 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 experiences. But when you're able to actually look internally beyond that and see exactly who you are, who you truly are, then it all becomes clear. Then you stop, then you stop giving off that that reflection. You stop projecting your past. There's um there's levels of consciousness, which is pretty interesting. Um I was reading there's uh what's his name? Um excuse me, John Smotherman um actually wrote seven levels of consciousness, right? Seven different levels. Uh, The seven different levels are instinctual. That's the lowest level. Individualist, uh, a conformist, rational, pluralistic, integral, integral, I'm sorry, and transcendent. The seven levels of consciousness. And I'm going to go over these real quick so you can kind of see where you are on your path, you know, uh, to oneness and consciousness and living living consciously. Um, The lowest level instinctual this is the most basic and fundamental fundamental level of human consciousness 
and is not much more than the survival instinct. This level is reactionary and focuses on the acquisition of the basic resources necessary to sustain life. Conflicts for people functioning at this level of consciousness are typically viewed as sometimes are struggles with life and death ramifications. Roughly 10% of the world's population functions primarily at this level. Now think about that. An instinctual level. Now, when I think of this level, I think of more primitive times. And, and for us in America, it's important. For us in America who, who have traveled to third world countries and, and other places and, and who are uh, well-versed in, in the way the, the world works, not just, you know, your, your little bubble, as I say. Um, there are cultures that are still on that level that instinctual level, um, because that's all they have, you know, is, is to survive. And, and we all have that level of consciousness within us, but it's, it's interesting to read that. And for him to say that 10% of the world is functioning at that level, is kind of scary when I start to go up these levels and kind of show you the, the percentages of, of, of kind of where we are as a people, <coughs> But at the same time, when you hear it, you're going to understand how it makes sense and why the world is the way it is today. The, the next level is the individualist. Now, this level of consciousness centers around the defense and advancements, advancement of the ego. Now, let me stop real quick and, and get into the ego because ego isn't just I'm cocky and I got a big, you know, I got a big ego or anything like that. No, the egoic mind is. Basically, what stops us from accomplishing oneness and 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 learning and and getting to our higher self, you know, uh, Sigmund Freud called it the pleasure principle, where basically we seek pleasure and avoid pain, and it's all the ego. That's that's kind of how the majority of us live our lives. And think about it; that's what we do. We want to find happiness in external factors and stay away from anything that's going to cause us any pain or suffering. So when I talk about the individualist here, the level of consciousness centers around the defense and advancements of advancement of the ego as the apex of physical consciousness. People functioning at this level are focused on the avoidance or elimination of threats to their ego person and property. This frequently surfaces as a need to control their environment and other people. Failure to have control is viewed as a grave detriment to the person's ego and security. At this level of consciousness, the person's ego and security are typically undifferentiated from the perceived well-being. Roughly 20% of the world's population functions primarily at this level. Now, when I listen to that... (coughs) Oh, the, the thing that pops out the most to me is failure to have control is viewed as a grave detriment to the person's ego and security. External factors. Why is it important to have control? You ever been in a relationship with someone who had to control everything? Make sure you're home at this time. Make sure you're not talking to this person. Always having to be in control of all the situations. 
That's the individualist second level of consciousness. I'm not, but it's the ego. It's external factors, the things that are holding you back from reaching your higher self. And ultimately, <coughs> they're, they're, they're internal issues. They're, I shouldn't say internal issues. They're issues with actually understanding yourself internally. That's better. That's a better way to put it. Usually people who want that type of control, that level of control, um, are not happy with themselves. Uh, and when I say not happy with themselves, they're not happy with themselves from an egoic perspective. Maybe they're not happy with the way they look. Maybe they're not happy with the way, you know, their, their weight. They're not happy with their job. They're not happy with some external factor, something that truly doesn't matter in the big scheme of things. That ultimately they have to. There's basically a void that's within them that they feel they have to fill by being in control. I say it all the time, you know, in rela- especially in, in a relationship situation. If look, if you're with someone and you're worried in this, you know, this is just a, a, an example. If you're with someone and you're worried they're going to cheat. I understand. I, I get that. But. I'm just letting you know if they you can't stop them from doing it. You can put all these parameters up, you know, as soon as you get off the work, as soon as you get off of work, you got to call me. And then and then and then, um, you know, it it takes you about 15 minutes to get home. So if anything's outside that 15 minutes, I'm going to ask where you're at, why you're not home. Um, You know, you're not going out with your friends because this, that and the other. Um, um, Why are you talking to that guy over there? Blah, 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 blah. If they want, if somebody wants to do something, they're going to do it. You can put all the parameters you want, all you want. You could try to control the situation. It doesn't matter. They're going to do what they want to do. If that's what they want to do. Controlling the situation um, is not going to, is not going to change anything. But let's move on to the next one. The third level of consciousness is the conformist. Now, this level of consciousness centers around the need for acceptance and often manifests as a herd or tribal mentality. Members of the perceived tribe are valued over others as they offer the support system the individual perceives themselves as needing. While relationships become important in and of themselves, Persons outside of the tribe are viewed as less important, inferior, or even dangerous. This level of consciousness often carries a strong emphasis on compliance with tribal rules and custom. The importance of these codes of conduct conduct are evaluated by their level of acceptance within the tribe rather than by the merit of the rules themselves. The tribe or clan can be any type of indefiable group. It could be a family network, a religious group, or even a socioeconomic class. It can be any group with which the individual strongly identifies. Roughly 40% of the world's population functions primarily at this level. Now, before we jump into this, if conform the what I just read, 40%. Individualist, the one below it, 20%. Instinctual, the first level, 10%. We're already at 70% of the people in society on three levels of of a seven level consciousness. And the best way I can uh, 
identify with the conformist is kind of the examples. The first example we gave is re- religious religions and, 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 spe- and certain cultures. Um, we're kind of dealing with that a little bit in America right now, where you have a separation of people. Uh, and, and, and whether you want to blame the leader of this country for that or not is, you know, we can have a debate about that, but at the end of the day, you have a portion of the country who are showing their true colors, who feel that they are, um, superior to others within this country, who feel their religion is superior to others in this country and, and others around the world and are so deep into that belief into that conditioning that nothing you tell them can get them out of that conditioning that's what we like to call cognitive dissonance where it doesn't matter what you say they have been so strongly conditioned and they are so deep in their beliefs that nothing you do is going to change that 40 percent of the people on earth are within this group and think about all the things I just read about that. When, when, whenever you separate yourself, whenever you can honestly look at yourself and say, even measure yourself on a level to where you to say you're better or worse than anybody. You're definitely not conscious living. And you obviously have some personal issues, some, some, uh, some issues with <clears throat> I should say you're you have an inability to to really understand I, I shouldn't even say see see this is where I go I wouldn't even say inability what I would say is that you're blind to the fact of what this whole human race is supposed to be about I mean we can debate culture and religions and, and and maybe you think your religion is right and and mine is wrong or my spirituality is wrong and yours is right or I'm right and you're wrong all day long <clears throat> but ultimately doesn't it come down to I mean we're all people I mean we all breathe we all need water we all need food we all need the same things to survive So for one person to think they're above the other, just like just on a straight logic level, doesn't make sense to me. You know, I had a conversation last night, actually, with um, uh, an individual who. Very cultured, uh, has traveled around the world, was telling me about um. England. She had went to England. She had went to Ireland, and she was talking about the war that they had that they had um, a few decades back, and you know it was basically a religious war. And if you look back in history, the majority of the wars, the majority of them, have been religious based, and that's not to knock religion. It's just to show you. That the majority of the people involved in making those decisions of war were conformists. We're in that level of consciousness. That false pretense, that false reality of thinking that their beliefs 
were better or more valid than somebody else's. And it even goes deeper than that because I don't even think it's really the belief. I think it's the power behind it. Like, this is what I believe and I'm going to utilize my power to make you believe what I believe. Not because I'm just dead set on what I believe, but because I can, because I want to conquer you, because I want to inflict my power, my prowess on you. It's a big issue in in the world today and, and most likely based on what we see every day doesn't look like that's changing anytime soon. <clears throat> the, um, the next level of consciousness is, as I'm pulling it up, the rational level of consciousness. So we're up to level four now. Now, at this level of consciousness, formal rational thinking um, predominates. Um, Logic and reason are employed in evaluating situations and relationships. The moral standard of the level is viewed in terms of fairness, justice, and effectiveness. The scope of consideration for applying these values typically extends beyond tribal boundaries. Roughly 30% of the world's population functions primarily at this level. Now, this level is what I like to call the... Um, yeah, I'm going to use a a, a little Christian term here is a, um, oh my gosh, it just slipped my mind (laughs) is, um, the good Samaritan. These are the good Samaritans of the world. Um, which this is a part of a a part of consciousness that I've been a, a, a long time. You know, I can't deny that I hadn't been a conformist at some point in my life. And I'm sure some of you guys have too, but as the rational level is look, you know, we're, we're all people, you know, we're rational, we're logical, you know, we're fair, you know, we believe in justice, effectiveness, regardless of, of where you're from, what you're about, right? And, and I think a good portion of the people like to put that facade on. And I remember asking uh, Deshaun, and I think it was a few episodes ago about, is it better that the people who have come out to show their true colors during this Trump administration um, are actually showing their true colors or was it better when we didn't know? Right. Um, because I think a lot of people might appear to be rational, might appear to be in that rational level of consciousness, but truly and honestly, they're really not, you know, they come to work and they act like everything's all good, but then they go home into their real life and they pull that facade off. They pull that mask off. And all of a sudden, they're really a conformist. Now, I think you get a lot of those as well. But for the most part, you know, just if, if we're not getting deep and we're on a basic level and we're not on Minds Like Minds podcast, the average person probably wants to live in a rational society. Just I just want it to be fair. I just want justice and I want us all to be equal. That's kind of the basic of life. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to do my thing. And, you know, it is what it is. Right. So to hear 30 percent of the pop, the world's population um, functions primarily at this level, I think is, a you know, is, is a positive. Definitely is a positive um, because it's a great base to start at. Um, but I do question how many of these rational people are actually conformists behind closed doors.
<coughs> the next level, which would be level five of uh, the seven levels of consciousness is a pluralistic level. And at this level of consciousness, and the Ooh, man, hit me with a word, huh? An egalitarian, an egalitarian view predominates and people are valued because they are human beings, not because they are right or excel at some particular trait or skill. Love becomes the moral standard. Empathy becomes a globally usable skill and can be extended to any human being. Roughly 10% of the world's population functions primarily at this level. Now I'll say it right now. This is my level. This is where I feel I am. And have I not used the 90, 10, uh, 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 percentages since the beginning of this podcast, 90% of this world is clueless. 10%, um, you know, is, 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 is awakened. It understands, um, the humanitarian side of this world. And that's what this speaks to. And, and the key word in that entire thing, besides the one I could barely say was, um, empathy. Empathy is a strong word. People I'm an empath. I know I'm an empath. I feel when other people are hurting. Um, I've always been that way. I'm an extremely empathetic person. Um, but empathy is what we lack in society. You know, we see things on TV from death to rape to kidnappings to war, devastation. And we know the things to say. We know the right words to say. We know the right words to post. But do we really feel what's happening around the world and, and, and what's actually happening to people? And that's where I think this level separates the ones below it, specifically the one below it, because the pluralistic and rational are somewhat similar in the whole humanitarian aspect, except for the empathy aspect, because a rational person utilizes logic and reason. In evaluating everything and logic and reason are without emotion, but a pluralistic standpoint is with emotion. So that's what I'd ask all of you guys out there. If you're if you're if you're right on that rational pluralistic. You're right on the fence between the two, right on the line, right on the border. Empathy, that's the that's the difference. Because I'm a humanitarian, like I want happiness for people like happiness makes me happy and it makes me feel good to the point where like I could get emotional seeing happiness seeing people happy and it doesn't have to be people that I know it could be people I don't know there there are times in movies and shows and 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 tv to where happy moments make me just as emotion as sad moments because empathy isn't just about you know, feeling bad for somebody or understanding the, the, the situation somebody's in. It's also for the happy moments too. It's not just the negative. It's also the positive. And uh, from a pluralistic standpoint, that's what separates it from the rational standpoint. And that's where that, like I said, that 90, 10 comes in, comes into play there. 
Um, love becomes the moral standard. I know if Deshaun was on, on the episode right now, he would be professing this until he can speak anymore because I know that, I mean, that's his thing is the love movement. And it's true because like, there's a difference between, you know, people always use karma and pay it forward, right? Those are two, uh, two, two, um, dynamics that are used a lot and, I believe in both of them. You know what I mean? Um, but there's also reasoning behind it. Like if you're paying it forward with the soul and soul intent that it's going to come back to you, well then, I mean, is that really an act of love or is that an act of self? You know, is that the ego? You know, are you just, it, it, I don't want to say it's necessarily a selfish act because you are doing something for somebody and you obviously have the means to do that, but the intent behind it means something as well. Um, that's why I tell you, like, you know, I like to, to give compliments to, to people I don't know because you just don't know what type of day they're having. And it's not for my own joy and happiness. It's because I know it might affect them. That's a big difference. So I think that like that's there's a line there between pluralistic and rational. I mean, that's that's something we should even dive deeper in at some point, because it's 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 pretty interesting. I consider myself in the plural pluralistic level of consciousness, which is the fifth level, which means I got I got I got I got room to grow. And I'm not saying I'm at the top of the pluralistic level, (laughs) Um, but love becoming the moral standard. I mean, think about if if everyone on earth was at the pluralistic level of consciousness, how would the world be different? Just think about it. If you had to if you had to write down the three biggest issues with people. Like the the the, the three things that are the downfall of man and woman. What would they be? I'll throw, I'll throw greed, power, and selfishness. Those are my three. Greed, power, and selfishness. Not one of those have anything to do with love. Now, if we eliminated those three and into and, and, and integrated love in place of them. And empathy in place of them. How how different would the world be? I know there's some capitalist people out there that might say that the world wouldn't even survive. Right. <laughs> that's that's a big thing. The, the world wouldn't even survive. But I got news for you. Like the universe has created this world for us. Like this is all. And I say the universe like it's a like it's a physical entity. No. What I'm saying is that. Everything that has become, everything that is, is for us. And we are a part of it. We're all a part of it. We're, it's, it's all part of the same. We're all part of the same energy. We all come from the same energy. And if you eliminate greed, power, and selfishness, and implement love and empathy, I think we would live in harmony. I think we would. And maybe that's, you know, maybe that's a a fantasy. 
but we have this we have this this planet right that provides us everything we need to survive and as we've evolved this is interesting because i've i've actually watched a watched a few things on 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 on, on kind of where we separated from conscious beings to what we are today which is at, you know like i just said from a conscious standpoint we're mostly conformist and ration and rational um and mostly conformist because that was the 40 percent, right um and one of the interesting things they said was that it comes down to the fact that we use our mind and this is going to sound very <laughs> very interesting coming from me because i you know as an artist as a um you know as a filmmaker and a writer like utilizing my mind is kind of the most important thing i have right for for creating art Um, but ultimately when you dive deeper, it's really your consciousness utilizing the mind to create what you're creating, right? The mind doesn't, the mind doesn't do anything without your consciousness, which is your true self, your higher self. So when you create that, and I, and and I'm speaking to my artists out there, you know how it is when you get in that zone, when you can create just magic, That's not your mind. That's your consciousness. That's your higher self utilizing your mind to create that piece of art or project or whatever it is, whatever, whatever field you're in. So when I'm when I was watching this, um, this documentary, it was basically saying that the mind that, that your mind if you rely on your mind too much, it comes up with more questions, right? More questions to create more answers. And the more answers you get, the more questions you have. And as, as the world, as generations have passed far, 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 we continue to push this, push these things so far and far that we're forgetting, like we're, we're, we're straying away from what the true meaning of all this is, as opposed to always trying to, take ne- take the next step tech- technologically or um you know industrializing and 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 basically doing things that really may help us from a physical standpoint in 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 the world today you know look like computers are amazing they're amazing amazing for what they do and and for the type of living we have today but we don't need them like if you stripped away everything and took us to our core we still have everything we need on the planet to survive. Everything else is just a byproduct of the evolution of our thought. Yes. But do we but but have we gotten to a point where that's more important than reaching our higher self and and conscious living and and being all one consciousness and 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 connecting to each other. So I thought I thought that was interesting because like I said I always utilize like like the mind is like you know it's it's almost like a second nature to me to to always lean on my mind to create and and, and do things when really honestly it's my consciousness utilizing my mind to do those things. So 
just wanted to, to, to give you that breakdown. I'll move up to the sixth level of consciousness, which is integral. Now, at this level of consciousness, the inherent value of all people and all levels of consciousness become apparent. This, the dispassionate reason, reason of the rational level and the irrational love of the pluralistic level are viewed as integral components of an effectively functioning system. The various views, approaches, and considerations of all other levels of consciousness are seen to function harmoniously rather than competitively. Roughly 1% of the world's population functions primarily at this level. Now, when I think of this level, I think of like, (laughs) I think of monks, you know what I'm saying? I think of uh, individuals that are, that have reached, that, that have been able to identify with themselves so far internally and have uh, separated themselves so far from external factors that None of this matters. It doesn't matter if you're a conformist or a rational or individualist, instinctual or pluralistic. It's all the same. We're all people. We're all one. Like when you get to that level um, on a day to day basis, you're at that integral consciousness level to where it just doesn't matter. Everything is functioning harmoniously rather than competitively. That means you wouldn't. That means if I was at the integral level, I wouldn't have a podcast breaking down what a conformist is and, 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 and why they shouldn't be at that level. Like, see, I'm still on my journey. Like that's, that's a level to where you can sit there. You can, you can sit back and say, nothing bothers me. Everything is what it is. Everything. I mean, that's a, that is a 100% separation from external factors there at the integral level. Interesting stuff. And roughly 1% of the world's population functions primarily at this level. And it's probably in some monastery out in Tibet or something because (laughs) um, I've yet to meet anybody on the integral level. Um, Because ultimately it's like for me at a pluralistic level, I still look at, I still look at, people on other levels and and whether it's subconscious or not i identify other people on where they're at and what level they're at and it's not that it upsets me necessarily but it it almost motivates me for wanting to do a podcast and do things like this to to spread the word but if i was at an integral level i i wouldn't even i wouldn't even think about doing that like i would accept I would, I would accept these percentages for what they were. Now, I, it might sound hypocritical because then why am I doing the podcast? Why shouldn't I try to get to the integral level? Well, it's because at the level I'm at and everything I'm doing, this is what feels right. This is what I feel like I'm guided to do. And maybe at a point I'll get to that level. But if you live life in the moment for it, as, as it is, then you'll understand the difference between that, between those two, between actually doing and actually accepting. And eventually I'm going to get to that integral level. Now, the, the top level, the seventh level of consciousness is transcendent, which ultimately, if you're on this path, this is what you would ultimately want to attain at some point. And this is at this level of consciousness 
a sense of divinity of all things emerge. Perception shifts from the harmonic interaction of disparate parts as seen from the integral level to a holistic view of all reality. All the parts of the universe are seen as one organic whole expressing itself in limitless ways. Roughly 0.1% of the world's population functions primarily at this level. Now that's like Nirvana. That's, that's when you actually reach your higher self and you are your God self and you are basically at the, at the highest point um, of your consciousness. Um, hard to even think about being at that level. I mean, to be able to not just to say, I mean, it's easy to say it. Yeah, we're all one. We're all, you know, all connected or whatever, but to literally feel it, to know it, to experience it, experience everything as one is a, um, is something I can't even, I can't even speak to, but that is the top level of consciousness um, through those seven levels. I'll go over them again. Instinctual, individualist, conformist, rational, pluralistic, integral, and transcendent. Um, interesting stuff from a conscious, from a conscious level, because like I said, I feel like the world is going, is going, is slowly getting into a conscious living. You know, you see the big vegan vegetarian boom going on right now. Um, you know, uh, you're seeing a Whole Foods pop up everywhere. I mean, McDonald's is about to have a plant-based burger. You see the plant, plant-based plant living. You're seeing uh, eco-friendly, um, pretty much every, everything you can purchase is becoming eco-friendly. Um, more people are conscious of their environment. More people are conscious of their planet, conscious of their health, con- conscious of their living, of their parenting. I, I bought a book for... Um, for me and the wife called uh, conscious parenting and it's like 600 pages. I'm not even close to putting a dent in it, but it's got some really interesting things in there. Um, conscious reading, just really trying to develop themselves. And, and it's almost like a natural feeling to try and identify with themselves now. Uh, and I hope it continues. I hope it's not a fad. I hope it's not a trend. I hope it's something that really just gains momentum and energy and builds into something. And if you believe um, Marissa Morris in that, that book, I keep talking about attunement. She says that as of 2012, that's the shift in consciousness um, that the universe has taken. And uh, you'll see it more and more and more. And there are no coincidences. So, but you know, from a consciousness standpoint, I, I, I just thought those levels were cool. Cause it's, it's a good way to kind of measure yourself. Like, where are you at? Are you rational? Are you a conformist? Are you a conformist who's acting like they're irrational? Are you a rational person that's acting like they're pluralistic? Um, but if you can identify where you are, you kind of know what you can build on and grow upon. Um, to me, and I'll say this every episode, the best way to reach your highest consciousness is to continue to meditate. Because, look, I, I saw this analogy and I thought it was fantastic for, for meditation. Um, let me find it real quick because I don't want to butcher it, but, um, you know, meditation just, just allows you to reach a higher, a, um, a higher level. Okay. So 
if you look at our bodies, right, from a universal standpoint, I mean, you and you've seen those memes where they'll show uh, a, a close up picture of somebody's eyeball and then uh, a picture of the universe. And, you know, literally it looks kind of the same. And and I'm actually going to get deep on that in, in one episode um, that kind of digs into the um, the golden ratio and Fibonacci and how. Every, we all have a code. This this entire universe has a, has a code and has um, it, is all broken down with mathematics and how we're all connected in one way or another. And and like I said, that's another episode, but that's just kind of a baseline of where I'm getting here. And if you look in our bodies, our nervous system, you know, it almost they almost look like tr- uh, tree roots. Right. You know, the way they, you know, from the top to from the top of our head down to, you know, to our feet, the way the. The way our nervous system lays is like they're like tree. They're like tree roots. Right. And um, ultimately. Meditation. Allows you abilities to tap into some of your some of your higher powers. Right. As as a as a conscious being. So the electrical when you think of electrical wires. Right. The less resistance in a wire, the more easily it can carry energy. Right. So you think you look at like um, cable wires and telephone wires and and all that good stuff, right? The less resistance, and this is scientific, the less resistance a wire has, the more easily it can carry energy. And it's the same thing with your body, because what your body does when you meditate is those nerves in your body, they calm, they have less resistance. They are at a stillness level. And when they have less resistance, then they're able to carry more energy throughout your body. And that's where your chakras come into place, which, you know, we'll, we'll get into chakras eventually. Um, but ultimately, when you're able to reach higher levels of consciousness and it's not a one time thing, you do it, you feel something and all of a sudden, oh, my God, I'm a conscious being. I just moved up from conformist to pluralistic, whatever. No. It's a practice. It's, it's something that you continuously do. And when you continuously do it, and your and, and your nerves in your body are have less resistance and continue to carry energy, then they become it's almost like a, a a muscle that they're able to carry more energy and then more energy and then more energy to the point where they're able to carry enough energy to increase your consciousness. From a scientific standpoint, that's the best way I can explain how meditation helps. In many different ways, because that energy, what that does is that brings you to your high, your highest and best self and your highest and best self is ultimately from an external standpoint and a physical standpoint and a mental standpoint going to ultimately allow you to reach the best representation of who you are. There was another. um uh what else? Meditate. It creates a state of non-resistance in the body. It's like inner aliveness. Energy flows also increases your energetic capacity. I thought that was pretty interesting, but um, what is it? I wanted to this an- another part that I thought uh, another thing that I thought was extremely interesting was your brain, right? And this this <clears throat> this kind of goes more along the lines of energy, positive thinking, negative thinking, but it doesn't really go too much with the theme today, but it just crossed my mind. So I'm going to say it anyway. 
Um, so the neurons in your brain, when you have a specific thought, like say for instance, and it's a specific feeling that goes with a specific thought, like a negative thought or a, um, an anxious thought, uh, a, a thought of wor- like worrying or fear, those thoughts of negativity, they merge and they grow together for those specific thoughts and they flourish in the same, um, and they end up flourishing to the point where those, um, oh, excuse me, the word, <laughs> um, the neurons, they fire together and then they become, they become bigger. And what happens is in your brain, you start having more thoughts like that. So if you have a bunch of thoughts about being fearful or worrying or stressed out or negative, those neurons are going to fire together and those wires are going to connect. And then Therefore, in your brain, you're going to have more of those thoughts. But it's the same way on the other end as well. When you have more positive thoughts, then those neurons connect. And then you start to have more positive thoughts. And then more positive thoughts. It's that collective energy that expands. And and, and that can have a major effect on your life. Major effect. But look, those are the, those are the seven levels of consciousness. This is the consciousness series that we're going to be doing on minds like minds. Um, I wanted to jump into kind of to divert a little bit off of consciousness and get into um, some more, you know, entertaining things. Uh, I wanted to know out there how many of you guys seen uh, Joker. Um, I have not seen it yet. I'm interested in seeing it. Um, I did hear mixed things about it. You know, some people saying it's an extremely depressing movie. Some people saying it's a masterpiece. But I'm really interested in hearing what you guys have to say. If you have seen it, please come to the. You can reach me on a few different ways, right? But I, I really want to hear what you guys have to say uh, about uh, the Joker movie. If you have seen it, uh, you can go to the Facebook site. Minds Like Minds podcast, you can uh, get in the, you can post it in the group, be a part of the group, Minds Like Minds podcast group. Uh, you could reach me on Twitter at RL Melpica. You can DM me on Instagram at RL underscore Melpica, but I'm really interested and, and, you know, you don't have to give me like a two page review unless you want to, you can. I'd love, I've been, I would love to read that. I'd probably read it on, on, on the next podcast if you did do that. But um, just give me your thoughts. I'm really interested in hearing about it. I think it, at least from the premise that I've read about it, I think it ties into um, has a has a mental health aspect um, in a creative way. And like I always say, art imitating life, imitating art. Um, I would love to to really dive deep into the movie when I do get the opportunity to see it. Um, being a filmmaker myself, when you're able to do it right, it's beautiful. Like there's there's just mu- movies that have that ability to, to blend that line so well, um, in an entertaining way, you know, Donnie Darko, one of my favorite movies of all time, doesn't, it's just amazing how it blends, um, you know, art imitating life, uh, within it. And, and, and it's a, it's a cult classic because of it. Um, and there's plenty other movies as well, but you know, that, that, that's been on my mind, the Joker. I'm, I'm definitely going to get out there and see it. But if you have seen it and and um, you're you know you want to share your thoughts, man, I'd love to hear what you think about. It, especially for someone who listens to this show, because if you're if you're listening to this show and you're in episode six already, um, you got minds like mine. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got a mind like mine. 
because this isn't your typical show by any means. And um, you're still here. So that's a good thing. Uh, let's see what else going on this past weekend. Oh, man. One of my favorite fighters, my wife's favorite fight, fighter, Gennady Golovkin, Triple G, fought, escaped with a... By the by the by the skin of his teeth with the unanimous decision over uh Sergey Derevianchenko. Um a lot of people thought he lost that fight. Uh I had him winning by one round. Um but it's another dynamic, man. And maybe it's my empathetic self, but I really do not like seeing <laughs> fighters I enjoy get old, man. I just don't. It's um and it's it's only in boxing. You know, like, for instance, you know, in the NBA, you know, LeBron's getting to the point where he, he he's aging, right? You know, he's going to get to the point where he just can't dominate a game anymore. He ain't, he ain't there yet, but he's going to get to that point. And, you know, and I've been a fan, obviously, being from Cleveland and, and for him bringing a championship, I'm a, I always, I always have respect for him. I always be a fan of his, um, but I don't think, in fact, I know that I'm not going to feel, I'm not going to have the same emotional response to him on a basketball court as opposed to fighters. And, and, and maybe it's just the reality of the sport itself, the fact that it's one-on-one and, and, and they're basically giving their life in the ring and, um, you know, taking punishment and giving all they have, you know, because when fighters look, what people don't realize is that. And, and Teddy Atlas is he he's one. But you say what you want about Teddy. This is one thing that he says that that I identify with is that when when a fighter goes in the ring, he leaves a part of himself inside that ring every time. Not just, you know, doesn't matter how the fight turns out. He leaves something inside that ring. And. You have to respect that. And I think, and this actually does tie into to what we've been talking about the last two weeks with conscious living, consciousness, and oneness, and external factors. Um, you know, we, we as fans, as fanatics, we forget. We, do, we just do. We just forget that these are people. Like, I understand, you know, some people were upset with the decision Saturday night at Madison Square Garden. Uh, Maybe they didn't think the right guy won. But to have the audacity to boo a man because he got the victory, which was not in his control. He's not the judge. But he gave you 12 rounds of everything he had. You know, both fighters did. To have the audacity to boo that individual or to, to jump on a Twitter or a social media platform and and just throw venom at this fighter. Like really kind of lets you know where we are. And, and I've been guilty of some of this stuff. So I'm not trying to be a hypocrite. I've been guilty of this, but it's it's all about identifying it. And, it, and you know, this past Saturday really kind of opened my eyes like wait a minute, like, it's entertainment, but these are people, at the end of the day, these are people, these are people, they breed just like we do, they might have more money than us, they might live a more glamorous lifestyle than us, but at the end of the day, they go to sleep like us, they wake up like us, they have to eat like us, and 
I don't know, man. It just it just hit me a weird way. Now, the fight itself, I thought was it was an incredible fight, man. And I say this all the time: like boxing is nowhere near what it was at you know at at certain times of of our lifetime. Um, but when boxing gets it right, there isn't much that's better. There just isn't. And this two weeks in a row now, we've had um, fights that that kind of hit that apex. You know what I'm saying? Like just just great fights that just make you realize number one what these gladiators give to to entertain us, but also how great of a sport it really is. Um, but I just I, I do I hate seeing fighters get old and and to the point where you want them to stop like i i you know i i don't blog anymore um i i used to do some boxing blogging um but i did write a pretty lengthy uh pretty lengthy um some pretty lengthy thoughts on the fight on on a boxing group i'm in and long story short just basically said i i i hope that triple g retires because it's obvious that he's on the downfall, regardless of, you know, there was some situation, you know, they said he was really sick that week and, uh, and maybe that's the case. And even if it, that was the case, um, he's at the point where like, what does he really have to prove? Um, he went to, you know, 37, going to be 38 year old fighter going to war with the, uh, not necessarily a young fighter, but a, a fighter that was just, you could just tell had more passion and was just hungry, hungrier than him. And, Triple G's not the type of guy that's going to elude a lot of punches. I mean, he took a beating in this fight and, you know, he's got a family, you know, and the last thing I want to see is turn on DAZN and see him get knocked out. Yeah, I don't want to see that. You know, um, I'd like to see these guys walk away from the sport, you know, say what you want about Andre Ward, but he knew it was his time. He felt like it was his time and he walked away unscathed to where he's got his bearings, where he can talk. I mean, I see some of my favorite fight. I mean, like Tommy Hearns, you know, he's not the most, you know, he took, (laughs) he was in some wars, man, and you could see it wears on him. You know, Tyson, it wears on him. Lennox, all these guys. I mean, Lennox got out kind of early, but you could still tell it wore on him a little bit. You know, Roy Jones still fighting. Hopefully he's, hopefully he's done, but. You know, I just hate to see the old guy, the old fighters go out like that. And I think that's part, that's the empathetic part, you know, coming out for me. Um, but I think as fans of sports, man, we gotta, we gotta start, don't be an idiot on freaking social media going after fighters or athletes. You know, you can state your opinion. Opinions are cool all day. You know, it is what it is, but there's a, there's a line between getting personal and and just stating an opinion um a sporting opinion per se but yeah man do not like seeing fighters get old not fun at all but um look um that's it for today's episode uh next week we'll get we'll get a a little deeper in this consciousness um uh consciousness uh series and I think we're going to have a special guest on next Wednesday. So I'm excited about that. Uh, not going to let you know who it is because uh, I got to solidify it. But uh, it'll be fun because I want this individual's thoughts on conscious living as well as the seven pillars of society. And we'll get into all of that. And uh, look, 
I appreciate all the support you guys have given uh, for real. It's been fun. Uh, I hope to, to continue to do this for a very long time. And look, if you like the show, it's simple. Help support. You know, give us a give us a rating on Apple Podcasts with a review to go with it. That enables us to get more exposure. We were talking percentages earlier. The majority of people have an iPhone or an iPad or a Mac. So, <laughs> you know, giving us that type of exposure on there allows us to do a lot more things, get a lot more guests and 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 possibly do some video, a, a, a myriad of different things that we could possibly do. Um, but it all starts with you guys, without you guys, we can't make it happen. So really looking forward to, to, to all of that. We are on Spotify. We are on SoundCloud. Make sure you follow us on SoundCloud. Um, I have been putting up, putting the show up on YouTube. Um, haven't been promoting it that much, but it is there. So if YouTube is your thing, check it out. It's got a little visual aspect to go with it as well. If you are on there, make sure you like it or dislike it. If you don't like it, uh, drop a comment, uh, questions, whatever I want. Like I said, from the beginning, I wanted this to be an interactive podcast. So, uh, whatever, uh, you know, whatever you want to give to the podcast, I'm willing to, I'm willing to take and, and, and utilize some of your thoughts on here as well, because at the end of the day, we're all people. So all of our opinions, all of our thoughts mean something at the end of the day. Minds like minds. Follow me on Twitter at RL Melpica. Make sure you like the page on Facebook too. Minds like minds podcast. All the episodes are on there now. Join the group if you want to get integrated as well. Follow me on Instagram at RL underscore Melpica. And the show brought to you by dead by design films make sure you go to dead by design films dot com for any video production or film services that you may need guys have a good one i've been on the spiritual cleanse lately can't tell the masses because the masses think you crazy they shady don't come around me trying to play me because i am nothing sweet don't compare me to sadie the difference when you elevate your thinking you knew better you do better this ship is never sinking i'm always on the rise First step is believing, then I execute the plan with the power of my breathing. Please bring the mindset from all of your achievements. God gave me power, that's like even more the reason. Plenty late nights, early mornings in this season. I've been stressed by noon, so I meditate in the evening. Oh God, mm, yeah. my God, where do I find the minds that's like minds? You say you hope I succeed, that's likewise. Well, I hope you do recover from whatever you've been going through. Yeah, yeah. My God. Where do I find the monsters like mine? You say you hope I succeed, that's likewise. Well, I hope you do recover for whatever you've been going through. Been going through. What you going through? You going through.